afternoon, brothers and sisters in Christ. Our scripture reading for this afternoon is taken from the Gospel according to St. Matthew, starting from chapter 27, reading from verses 45 to 54. Chapter 27, verse 45. Now from the sixth hour, there was darkness from all land until the ninth hour. And about the ninth hour, Jesus cried out with a loud voice, saying, Eli, Eli, lama sabachitani, that is, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? And some of the bystanders, hearing it, said, this man is calling Elijah. And one of them, at once, ran and took a sponge, filled it with sour wine, and put it on a reed and gave it to him to drink. But the others said, Wait, let's see whether Elijah will come to save him. And Jesus cried out again with a loud voice and yielded up his spirit. And behold, the curtain of the temple was torn in two from top to bottom, and the earth shook and the rocks split. The tombs were opened, and many bodies of the saints who had fallen asleep were raised. And coming out of the tombs after his resurrection, they went into the holy city and appeared to many. When the centurion and those who were with him, keep keeping watch over Jesus, saw the earthquake and what took place, they were filled with awe and said, Truly, this was the Son of God. This is the Word of God. Thank you, Jeffrey, for reading for us the first part of our scripture verse that we're going to look for this afternoon. And a very good afternoon to each and every one of you gathered here in this sanctuary and also to those of you tuning in online. Welcome to this, our Good Friday service. I can invite you to just bow your heads as we open this time, as we prepare to listen to the Word of God in prayer. So, Father, we want to thank you, Lord, for your message this afternoon. Thank you, Lord, that this Friday is no ordinary day that this Friday is good because you sent your son Jesus to die on a cross to save us from our sins. And so, Father, as we gather this afternoon, as we listen to your word, help us to appreciate why today is called Good Friday. And for those of us who may not understand this, may the words of my mouth and the meditation of our hearts truly give us that enlightenment. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You know, church, have you ever wondered why in the world that today is given the name as Good Friday? Why did this day warrant such a title? You know, a sketchy account of the day's event is enough to make even the strong among us shudder. And furthermore, based on the reading that was read by Jeffrey just a while ago, you know that what a day it was. I mean, we all have bad days, isn't it? Days where nothing seems to go right and everything that can go wrong went horribly wrong. But on that particular Friday some 2,000 years ago, it was an exceptional day. No one there that day, including the Romans, who did the awful deed, would have agreed to call it Good Friday. 
In fact, by any standard of consideration, it was truly a terrible day. Even nature seems to cry out against it. And if you look with me to the passage in verse 45, verse 45 tells us that from the sixth hour, which is noon, there was darkness all over the land until the ninth hour, that is three in the afternoon. So did you hear that? Can you imagine the scene as to what was happening here? Amazingly, at the brightest time of the day, at noontime, total darkness enveloped the skies above. It is like to say now you go out of this building because it's now between 12 to 3. And on that particular day, if you go out now, on, on, out to the, to, to, to the road right now, you will not see sunshine, but what you will have is total darkness. The sun in all its radiance and splendor had just refused to shine. But that's not all. Because in, in addition to this, scriptures also report that there was an earthquake which caused the rocks to split, graves to be opened, and even the curtain of the temple was torn in two from top to bottom. Good Friday, you say? How is this possible? Now, hearing all that was mentioned, there certainly appears nothing good about this Friday. And in fact, to the many individuals who were there on that particular day, that Friday was just another day. So let's refer now to an earlier section in Matthew's Gospel as I will read from verses 24 to verse 44. So I can invite you to have your Bibles. Let's go through together this passage. Matthew 27, verses 24 to verse 44. So when Pilate saw that he was gaining nothing, but rather that a riot was beginning, he took water and washed his hands before the crowd, saying, I am innocent of this man's blood. See to it yourselves. And all the people answered, His blood be on us and on our children. Then he released for them Barabbas, and having scorched Jesus, delivered him to be crucified. Then the soldiers of the governor took Jesus into the governor's headquarters, and they gathered the whole battalion before him. And they stripped him and put a scarlet rope on him. And twisting together a crown of thorns, they put it on his head and put a reed in his right hand. And kneeling before him, they mocked him, saying, Hail, King of the Jews! And they spit on him and took the reed and struck him on the head. And when they had mocked him, they stripped him of the rope and put his own clothes on him and led him away to crucify him. Verse 32. As they went out, they found a man of Cyrene, Simon by name. They compelled this man to carry his cross. And when they came to a place called Golgotha, which means place of a skull, they offered him wine to drink mixed with gall. But when he tasted it, he would not drink it. And when they had crucified him, they divided his garments among them by casting lots. Then they sat down and kept watch over him there. And over his head, they put the charge against him which read, This is Jesus, the King of the Jews. Then two robbers were crucified with him, one on the right and one on the left. And those who passed by him derided him, wagging their heads, saying, 
You who would destroy the temple and rebuild it in three days, save yourself. If you are the Son of God, come down from the cross. So also the chief priests with the scribes and elders mocked him, saying, He saved others. He cannot save himself. He's the King of Israel. Let him come down from the cross, and we will believe in him. He trusts in God. Let God deliver him now if he desires him. For he said, I am the Son of God. And the robbers who were crucified with him also reviled him in the same way. For Pontius Pilate, the governor of Judah, it was just like any other day in office. Another day for him to enhance his political career. You see, Pilate had no personal investment in the outcome of this particular trial of Jesus because he did not want to be involved in the Jewish people's affair. We are told that he washed his hand and declared his innocence of any wrongdoings. And yet we are told that due to the intense pressure from the crowd and wanting to gain favour from them, Pilate will forever be remembered in our Nicene Creed as the man who sent an innocent being to his death and set a guilty man free. For Pilate, it was just another day. And certainly, it was not be the first time where he would utter the words that condemn prisoners to cross. As for the Roman soldiers, it was also just another day for them. And these soldiers were probably, you know, they were seasoned warriors who had done it all before, and they were probably bored with the whole process as they prepared to draw the duty of who's going to whip and crucify yet another prisoner. And so to amuse themselves, it was written here in verses 28 to verse 30, that they mocked Jesus, they spat at Him, they struck Him on His head, and then in verse 35, they even divided His garments among themselves. But only one of them, one of them sensed something special was going on. We do not know who this this centurion was, but we know that as he stood facing Jesus, as Jesus was crucified on the cross, he exclaimed these words in verse 54, truly, this was the Son of God. But for the rest of the soldiers, well, it was the usual routine. And then we have the crowd, the bystanders who were present there that day. They were there because it was another day for curious amusement. They came in throngs to witness to God at the unsightly event that unfolded before their eyes. These bystanders, they were only too happy that another disturber of the peace was silence. To them, Jesus was a false messiah who was creating trouble and upsetting the religious leaders. And they were only too glad that he was now out of the way. But for one particular man in the crowd, it was not just another day. For this one particular man, it was a day for him to make a stand and perhaps change his life forever. You see, he happens to be there because it was the feast of the Passover and he wanted to offer the sacrifices. 
But somehow, he was called upon to do something. And that man was Simon of Cyrene. The Roman soldier found him, caught him, and he was called to carry the cross of Jesus. And for Simon of Cyrene, that day was an opportunity for him to prove that he was a true disciple of Christ by carrying the cross. And as we know the words of Jesus in Luke chapter 9, verse 23, he tells all of us that if we desire to be his disciple, he says that if any one of you would come after me, let him deny himself and take up the cross daily and follow me. And finally, we have the family and the followers of our Lord Jesus Christ. Among them, we are told in verse 56, that there were many women. And listed down here were the names of them. Mary Magdalene, Mary the mother of James and Joseph, as well as the mother of the sons of Zebedee. Now, without a doubt, this group, for this group of people, it was no ordinary day. Instead, for this group of people, it was the most terrible day of their lives. Why? Because not only were they losing a dear and special friend, but they were losing someone who was kind, compassionate, and always ready to help. For this group of people, it was not another day for them. And for sure, it was not a good day by any comparison. And so as we pause for a moment, let me ask Let's ask, reflect and ask ourselves, is Good Friday just another ordinary day for you? Is today just another public holiday for you and I to unwind, to relax after a whole week of work? Is this the chance for us to catch up with friends now that the government has eased restriction? you know, and go out with families over a meal. If today is not just another usual day, then what makes Good Friday uniquely good for you? Furthermore, as we reflect on the cross of Jesus, consider for yourself, are you a true disciple of Christ? willing to carry that cross like Simon of Cyrene did on a daily basis. So let's take a moment as we reflect over these two things. And as we pause and reflect over them, I want to watch this video. And as we watch this video, may we be transported back to the events of that day and realize why it is Good Friday.
My two small sons, they walk beside me down the road. The reason that they came was to watch the land. And they said, Daddy, Daddy, what will we see there? There's so much that we don't understand. So I told them of Moses and Father Abraham. And I said, Dear children, watch the land. There will be so many in Jerusalem today. We must be sure this little land doesn't run away. And I told of Moses and Father Abraham. Then I said, dear children, watch the land. When we reached the city, I knew something must be wrong. There were no joyful worshipers there. No joyful worship song And I stood there with my children In the midst of angry men Then I heard a crowd cry out Let's crucify such agony 
In that moment I felt such loss Till a Roman soldier grabbed my arm and screamed You! Carry his cross At first I tried to resist him and reach for his soul And so I knelt and I took The cross from the Lord I put it on my shoulder And we started down the street And the blood that he'd been shedding Was running down my cheek For our next part of the sermon, I would like us to turn to Ephesians chapter 2. I'm going to read from verses 1 to 10. Ephesians chapter 2, and the Apostle Paul writes, And you were dead in the trespasses and sins in which you once walked, following the course of this world, following the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that is now at work in the sun's of disobedient, among whom we all once lived in, the passion of our flesh, carrying out the desires of the body and the mind, 
and were by nature children of wrath, like the rest of mankind. Verse 4. But God, being rich in mercy, because of the great love with which He loved us, even when we were dead in our trespasses, made us alive together with Christ. By grace, you have been saved and raised us up with Him and seated us with Him in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus, so that in the coming ages He might show you the immeasurable riches of His grace and kindness towards us in Christ Jesus. For by grace you have been saved through faith. And this is not by your own doing. It is the gift of God, not a result of works, so that no one may boast. For we are His workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. So the question still remains, What's so good about Good Friday? If the people then didn't quite view this particular day as significant in any way, why was it known as Good Friday? Well, you see, it will be three days later that the significance of this Friday will begin to dawn on those who were present. It will not be long before Pilate, the Roman soldiers, and the rest of the Jewish religious establishment, they will all begin to sense that there was more than Friday than just being another ordinary, normal day. You see, unknown to them, they've all played their part in God's great salvation plan for mankind in a way that they could never have dreamed. None of those who were instrumental in putting Christ on the cross had any idea of what they were really doing. And Jesus was speaking a word of fact, as well as a word of forgiveness. When on the cross, He prayed, Father, forgive them, for they do not know what they are doing. Certainly, they didn't know what they were doing. But soon, the whole world will know. Soon the message of Jesus' love would spread like wildfire across the civilized world. Soon that day that was considered just another day would take on a great significance that would justify the title, Good Friday. And for the next 2,000 years, the significance of this Friday will continue to grow. Why? Because it will be declared as a public holiday. Offices everywhere will be closed, not for us to chill out. Rather, people will gather together for special services held in churches like the one we are doing here right now, in remembering the events of that day. Books will be written about it. Movies will be made to commemorate and tell the story of this eventful day. These are the signs of the growing significance of Good Friday. Now, it's easy for you and I to embrace the significance because we know how the story ends. But spare a thought for those present there. You know, at least we forget they could not and would not have known of the ending. God is always doing things in our world and in our lives that sometimes we do not know the significance of which will be dawned on us only much later. 
There are times, there are things that sometimes happen to us that seems to be like as though it's the end of the world. But only for us to discover how it turned out to be a blessing instead. So at times when our world turns darkness at midday, when all seems lost, let's be encouraged. Let's be encouraged to know that we have a sovereign God, a God who is always in control, one in whom we can always turn to, one who will be able to transform that most awful day in history into Good Friday. So what's so good about Good Friday? For a start, it has to do with the words of Jesus when He spoke on the cross. In Matthew 27, verse 46, our Lord cried out these words, Eli, Eli, lama sabatani, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? You see, in rendering those words, the implication here is that Jesus took the wrath of God as the full measure of man's sin and put it upon himself. The punishment that was supposed to be on us, Jesus took it upon himself. The Ephesians 2 passage shows us how dead we were in our sins. Paul writes in verse 2, he says that we have followed the course of the world. We have followed the prince of the power of the air. We have followed the path of disobedience. We have lived in the passion of the flesh. But on that Good Friday, Jesus took all this, all this sin, so that we can be made blameless in the sight of God, so that we can be restored in relationship to Him that was lost at the fall. In other words, this day is good because, firstly, our sins have been removed. He has made us from being children of wrath in Ephesians chapter 2, verse 3, to being heirs of God's kingdom. From being dead in our trespasses to now being alive together with Christ. So the first reason why it is Good Friday is because our sins, your sins, my sins, have been removed. Hallelujah. It is also good because our sins have been settled. Jesus declared in another of his words as he hung on the cross in John 19, chapter 19, verse 30, he says, it is finished. He did not say, I was finished, but he says, it is finished. And what did Jesus mean here by this phrase? The phrase just simply implies that it is paid in full. It is the same words written on the bill which has been settled. And I know Carl will be sharing more about this on Resurrection Sunday. But when Jesus says that it is finished, it means that He paid the price for our sin in full by being the sacrificial lamb that was slain on the cross. And in doing so, He broke the walls of hostility which our wrongdoings have built between us and God. And through His death, Jesus now opened the way for us to know the love of God once again. You see, at the cross, God displayed in Jesus His wonderful mercy, His love, and His grace. Listen again to the words of Paul in, in verses 4 and 5. 
He says, but God being rich in mercy because of His great love, which, which He loved us, that even when we were dead in our trespasses, He made us alive together with Christ. And it is by the grace of God that you and I have been saved. And friends, it's not only for you and I that He died, but He died even for those who were present that day. For Pilate, for the Roman soldiers, for the Jewish leaders, for the crowd, for his family and his followers as well. Jesus died on the cross even for the worst of sinners. I remember once <coughs> a youth once asked me, Pastor Darren, is it really true that Jesus' love can transcend even the worst of sinners? I said, yes, of course. And then he quoted me, can Jesus really die for Adolf Hitler? And if we know Adolf Hitler, the man who caused the World War II, the, the killer of, of three million Jews. And I told him, yes, God even died for Adolf Hitler. In our modern context, you can even say that God even died for Vladimir Putin. But the question here is, are they willing to receive the love of Christ. Jesus died for all of us. John 3.16 makes it very clear that God so loved the world that He gave His one and only Son, Jesus, to die on the cross for our sins. So today is Good Friday because our sins have been removed. Secondly, our sins have been settled. And the third answer as to why good, today is Good Friday is because Sunday is coming. And what's happening on Sunday? Easter, the resurrection of Christ. It is three days later that God will raise Jesus up again and show once and for all that sin and death have been conquered and has no more hold on you and I. Hallelujah. Our sins have been overcome. By this resurrection, the miracle of Easter, that we too as His disciples, we, when we pass on on this life, we will be raised up together with Christ. And because of what Christ did on the cross, we have no more fear of death. And to this, we declare indeed that faithful Friday is indeed Good Friday. It wasn't good for him, but it was good for us. So, today as we commemorate Good Friday, let's give thanks and rejoice that it is not TGIF. Huh? We used to say, thank God it's Friday. But let's rejoice today that it's TGIGF. That thank God it's Good Friday. As Joseph and Joy prepare themselves to sing the response song. Today, as we commemorate Good Friday, in other parts of the world, it is known as Great Friday, Holy Friday, or Black Friday. Let us be reminded that it is good because of what Christ has done on the cross. That our sins have been removed, our sins have been settled, our sins have been overcome. 
And today on this Good Friday, as we walk the Via Della Rosa with Jesus and weep at the cross, know that we are kept from despair in the sure knowledge that there is an ending we do not see. And so today, perhaps some of you, you may be facing some difficulties or problems in your life. And you know not what lies ahead, whether it will be good days or not. You may find yourself, you know, over the past pandemic, losing your job, maybe a loved one, or you may be facing some financial constraint. Whatever the situation, remember this. The God who is in control of Good Friday is still at work in our world and in our lives even today. And as we reflect on the cross, may we be encouraged to know that our God is sovereign, that our God is all-powerful, that He's able to transform something bad into something good, that our God is powerful enough to raise someone from the dead back to life. This is why it is called Good Friday. And now that we know the real reason for this, let's be challenged to take up the call as disciples to bring this good news, to share with others, to those who have not known the reason why today is called Good Friday. And as we close, let us stand as we respond, as we give thanks today that it is Good Friday because of the old rugged cross.
So, Father, indeed, as we have received your word this afternoon, as we understand why today is considered as Good Friday, it is because simply of your love that you have for each and every one of us. So, as we depart from this place, let us not take this day as another ordinary, normal day, but it is a day that is good because you loved us and you died for our sins. So may we take the good news as we leave this place to share with those who have still not known of your love why today is Good Friday. 
Because in three days later, your son Jesus will be raised and we can celebrate eternal life. So Father, thank you that as we depart from this place, may your blessing continue to be with us all. Hallelujah.